this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. Welcoming you to episode 110 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing weekly, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, as well as on YouTube, <clears throat> youtube.com slash the Shred Shack, and youtube.com slash Adamant's Templum. It's morning, so my throat is not ready for this. <laughs> Let's get... <clears throat> Let's get started with some old business. I got my old business button. Old business is old business, and new business is new business. Alright. Alright. According to the Hartford Courant, the death of all that remains guitarist Oliver Ollie Herbert remains unsolved more than six months after he was found dead at the edge of the pond on his Stafford Springs, Connecticut property. Attorney Anthony Spinella, who is representing Elizabeth Herbert, previously said that his client initially cooperated with the state police after her husband's death, allowing them to search the couple's home and giving them an interview. But he said he has now informed police that any further request should come through him. Hmm. Yes. So I guess it's just going to remain unsolved. I mean, there, there still are apparently investigating we've talked about the will and the life insurance policy that he signed shortly before his death yeah you know everything's sounding very very suspect and shady and it just gets even more shady now with her going through a lawyer for any kind of request and stuff like that which you know it makes sense initially but like with everything else around it it just sounds shady hmm gotcha well, let's move on to new business. And this is new business, and we do not discuss new business until next quarter. It's almost next quarter. It's almost. Almost, almost technically next quarter. Almost, and the month will be next quarter. Yeah. So with new, uh, with, with new business, we start talking about uh, first new releases that we listen to. Um, it looks like you got two, so I'm gonna let you start. Well, first and foremost, of course, is the newest self-titled record by Ramstein. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like I really, really liked it. <laughs> I think it's more because um, I've always been more of a casual Ramstein fan. Kind of like listen to them if they're there. Never go out of my way to go to listen to them, and never go out of my way to not listen to them. Yeah. And this is my real first go at going out of my way to listen to them. And I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, it's really, really good. And uh, they definitely haven't missed a step. They sound exactly the same that they did when their last album came out, however long ago that was. But, again, we've talked about if the former works, it doesn't necessarily need to have to change. Yeah. You know, and I, I do feel that they, they kind of changed some things up. Uh, there's certain elements that are a little different than in the past, but all the elements are still there to be a Ramstein record. Yeah. And I really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked it, um, but as you said, the, the, the formula is there. 
So I I know the formula. I know I know Ramstein. They they don't change much. Um, the riffs are still heavy. Um, the choruses are still very much um, anthemic. Um, there's a little more electronic to this one, I'd say. I'd say a little bit more, a little bit more, but not necessarily a bad thing. No, 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 not not in a bad way, but like there's a little bit more electronic usage to to complement the rest of the music. Yeah, definitely not at the forefront, but definitely more, uh, like you said, complementary. Yeah, um, but it is it's a Ramstein album, so it's it's good because I mean it's. Again, it's 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 the formula. They 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 do no wrong, so it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I really did enjoy it. I listened to it a lot too, so I really did enjoy it. Yeah. And the last one that I listened to was the one that came out just this past weekend, uh, Death Angel's new album Humanicide, and it's another good thrash record for 2019. You know, we've talked about modern-day thrash with modern-day fucking um, technology. It sounds incredible. These guys haven't missed a step either. Um, I happen to um, really like the vocalist. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but you know, I've seen Death Angel a couple times uh, in different various forms of uh, live settings, and they, they're always really, really good. And, um, again... Thrash in 2019 is fucking awesome. Cool. I haven't heard it yet. Um, it's quality stuff. It really is. It really is. I mean, if you if we we've, we've been enjoying like the last couple of records from like Testament and Overkill and stuff like that. I mean, Death Angel's always in the in the conversation of the other big four. Yeah. You know, with with Testament, Overkill, Death Angel, and like another one, but. They fall into that same Exodus. Exodus, yes. They fall into that same group, and they all still sound fucking incredible. So it's it, you know, it's great, great stuff. Cool. So what else are we listening to? All right, let's go to my hashtag albums of the day, which I will pick up with uh, Nonpoint to the Pain. One of my favorite records from way back when, or what it feels like way back when at this point. Um, Seasons in the Abyss, Slayer. Marilyn Manson's Portrait of an American Family, my favorite Marilyn Manson record. System of a Down, Toxicity, which started playing in my head when you said wake up this morning. Mm. White Zombies, Astro Creep 2000. Of course, Rob uh, Ramstein. Whenever I, I have I have a hard time picking something, I go back to a a fall back a a go to record and uh, Star One Live on Earth is always a go to. Mm. Soil Work, Natural Born Chaos, and Queensryche, Operation Mindcrime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 record is just incredible. Uh, other things I've been listening to here is. We are picking back up with the S5 next week. Yeah. So I have five new artists to be featured. So I've been listening to them. And I've just been going through the Shred Shack emails and uh, taking advantage of those uh, those downloads we get. Yeah, I, I wish they were... I wish 
the, the thing I, I hate about the emails is that is the way that they they do the subject line. It's like they started off by saying for fans of yada 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 yada, yada and, uh-huh. and then like the band's name is obscured because you've filled it up with for fans of. So now I never know who's who and if we've gone through them already or not. And it's like, oh. Well, I just started going through them and I'm just trying to, to take advantage, like I said, of the of the downloads that we get because they send us the albums. Yes, they do. They send us the albums and I started downloading a few of them and I'm putting them on my i I'm, I'm going through a, a, a new project of mine is I'm backing up all my stuff that's on my computer to my hard drive. So I can make room on the computer, and then I have all the CDs I bought like the last two or three years to upload to to my iTunes, and I'm downloading and stuff like so. I I got a lot of just reorganizing and reshuffling and and stuff to do, and I'm adding the these these artists in now. And I got a couple of really really good ones um, in the in the upcoming S5, and um, for future S5s I'm gonna have a couple of really good ones too. So I'm I'm actually pretty excited for it. Um, I have been listening to the radio. Oh, I'm sorry. That is all. That's at work, right? Uh, yeah. Redacted? Yeah, uh, at work. And I, I have not really brought my iPod into the car or anything. It's just I've been forgetting to. So I have been listening to either the radio in the car or the radio at work. So that is it. Um, it's been, it's been a weird two weeks. Uh, okay, so let's go on to obituaries. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Alright, so Lawrence Larry Carroll, the Australian-born, American-raised painter, who was responsible for creating the cover artwork for Slayer's Rain and Blood, South of Heaven, Seasons in the Abyss, and Christ's Illusion albums, has died at the age of 65. His death on Tuesday morning, uh, a couple of weeks, probably two weeks ago, uh, was announced by his uh, Cologne Gallery, Carson Grieve, which was which has represented the artist since 1999. Wow. Yeah. And Gabrielle, the 22-year-old daughter of Slipknot percussionist M. Sean Crayon, um, this is a clown, he uh, she died on Saturday, May eighteenth, at the age of twenty-two. No cause of death has been revealed. Really? Yes. Hmm. That's very young. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. But that is it for the unfortunate obituary section. Oh, that's a, that's hopefully up from here. Let's go on to general news. All right, Ellefson Films, the new film production company run by Megadeth bassist David Ellefson and his partner, music and film producer and industry exec Tom, uh, Tom I guess you say, or Tom, Tom. Um, Hazard, Hazard, is partnering with musician, filmmaker, and actor Drew Fortier. Uh, he's done a couple things called, like one of them was Zen from Mars, and her name was Krista. On an original horror film titled Dwellers, with Frontier writing, directing, and starring. Additionally, Hazard and uh, Hazard and Ellison are both set to appear in the film as future cameos. 
The plot for Dwellers is as follows. While shooting a documentary on the suspicious disappearances within the homeless community, a filmmaker and his crew go missing while uncovering a terrifying and vicious secret below the city's surface. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, Bruce Dickinson will embark on the What Does This Button Do? An Evening with Bruce Dickinson European Spoken Word Tour in the fall. Come to the U.S. Right, that would be fun. I'd go to a spoken word thing with Bruce Dickinson. Hell yeah. That'd be something that could be like totally, can totally go down to the Tobin Center. Or, or something like that. I don't care where it is. Just we could be in the backyard. <laughs> at a barbecue at my house. Seriously. Alright, Wendy Dio, wife and longtime manager of Ronnie James Dio, spoke to the metal voice, stating that a documentary that will cover Dio's career from his early days with Elf to his final project, Heaven and Hell, has begun shooting with hopes to be released in the latter half of next year. That sounds cool. Yes, it most certainly does. I mean it's a lot to cover, so either it'll either be really long, or it'll cut out a lot of stuff. Yeah, or it'll just be glancing over certain things. Yeah, and I I, I wish for for more stuff, but this will do. All right, Ministry have recruited former Tool member Paul Diamore as their new bassist. A founding member of Tool, Demore played on the band's classic albums Opiate and Undertow and recorded some of the early demos for 1995's Anima before leaving due to personal differences and being replaced by Justin Chancellor. Cool. Always fun. Yeah. Always fun. In May, Poker Powerhouse Poker Stars asked a thousand of its European customers which song they liked the best from a list of songs. It came down to two choices. Lady Gaga's Poker Face, and Motorhead's Ace of Spades. And it is no gamble to say that Spades not only won, but crushed Lady Gaga's 2009 smash hit. With Spades having enjoyed huge success in 1980 before establishing itself as the anthem of a rock movement and lifestyle, this was not only a victory for Motorhead, it was a victory for the sheer strength of rock and roll music. And copy and paste. Yeah, just I can I can just hear the person who wrote it flexing like yeah, uh, uh, strength of rock and roll. Well, the thing about it is that Motorhead's Ace of Spades is actually probably about gambling, while Poker Face is totally not. So, totally not. It's about poking your face <laughs> with your dick. <laughs> All right, Demons and Wizards were joined by other members of Iced Earth and Blind Guardian when it kicked off its tour in nearly its first tour in nearly two decades on May 31st in Germany. The touring lineup is as follows: Hansi, of course, on lead vocals; John Schaefer, of course, on guitar; Jake Dreyer, who's with uh, Witherfall and Iced Earth on lead guitar; Marcus Sepian, who's in uh, Blind Guardian on bass; Friedrich. Emki from Blind Guardian Sinbreed on drums and Joost van den Broek from After Forever and Arion on keyboards. Wow. Yeah. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Always wonder what he's doing. 
He's he's he always appears in just mm. random spots. So he does the um the music production of all the Arion pro- live projects, yeah. doesn't he? So he does, but I'm just saying he's always always up to something. All right, but that is it for general news. All right, so we have something for Crime Blotter, which is not a good sign. Never a good sign, especially with this this one. Man of War guitarist Carl Logan has been booked into jail following a hearing on child pornography charges. Logan, who is 54, was arrested last August in Charlotte, North Carolina, and charged with six counts of third-degree exploitation of a minor. The guitarist appeared in court on Tuesday, May 28th, and was ordered held by the magistrate, which means he's held without bond or bail. He's in jail, period, until his next hearing. Okay. You suck. Yes, you do. You suck. And, um, yeah, um, watch yourself. (laughs) Yeah, they don't take kindly to your kind. Yeah. (laughs) Even the worst of the worst don't take kindly to your your kind. So, you motherfucker, I eat people, but no, mm mm-mm. Uh, uh, please tell me you're thinking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Tim Meadows. You, you know they brought that character back. Did they really? They did. Oh, It's very, it's very funny the way they brought him back. I love that character. He was so funny. Yeah, they, they, they brought him back for an episode uh, just recently, and it was hysterical. I gotta watch that show again. Okay, are you ready for Metallica breaking shit? Yeah. Now, these, these are not records, but there's just sheer numbers for these guys. Here we go. Metallica has topped Polestar's Live 75 chart for a third consecutive week based on a sold ticket average of 56,398 tickets from three European performances on the band's worldwide tour with an average gross of $5.3 million. Metallica's June 3rd outdoor performance at Madrid, Spain's IFEMA, was attended June 3rd. That must have been last June. Whatever. Anyway, it was attended by 69,897 fans. 51,799 tickets were sold to the May 5th show at Barcelona, Spain's Olympic Stadium, while the San Serino Hippodrome in Milan moved... 47,500 tickets for their sold-out event on May 8th. So it must have been the May 3rd. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it was probably a, that was just a typo. Them. The combined attendance count for all three hit 169,196 for an overall gross of $16 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. Okay, according to Entertainment... .ie Airport style security checks will be in place when Metallica performs at the iconic venue Slane Castle in Mayoth, Ireland on June 8th. As with most concerts, back surgeries will be carried out. 75,000 fans are expected to attend the concert, which will mark Metallica's first appearance in Ireland since the band played in Belfast in 2010 and Dublin in 2009. The legendary heavy metal act was unable to play in the country during the indoor leg of the World Wire Tour last year because of the size of its stage show. Again, Metallica's breaking shit. Right on. 
Are you ready for your favorite section here? I'm ready. F-f-f-feudin? Yep. According to the Daily Beast, Iron Maiden has filed a $2 million trademark infringement lawsuit against a video game developer behind the game called Ion Maiden. The lawsuit filed Tuesday by the band's holding company, Iron Maiden Holdings Limited, accuses entertainment company 3D Realms of creating confusion among consumers. I've never heard of this game. Nor have I. Ion Maiden, though. Did they not think ahead? I mean, they should have thought of that. Well, yeah. Anyway, alcoholic. Alcoholica. I didn't know whether to put this one in alcoholic or in merchandising, but I put an alcoholic. According to Metal Hammer, Jägermeister has launched a limited edition bottle as a tribute to the legendary thrash metal band Slayer. The 1.75 liter bottle features custom-made Slayer artwork and is presented in an engraved box and is limited to just 500 bottles, which are available through Jägermeister's online store. Jägermeister's gross anyway, so... Yeah, I used to love it. Now just the smell of it is like, no. No, no, no it's, it's it vomit-inducing. It was always gross. Well, it's black licorice. Black licorice is pretty much gross as it is, but... Mm. Jaeger bombs, dude. Jaeger bombs. Gross. Yeah. Merchandising. Merchandising. Metallica has announced a collaboration with ta- uh, Dogtown Skateboards. The Metallica X, uh, the Metallica by Dogtown Limited Edition skateboard deck and T-shirt are available now at Metallica.com. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I'm sure they have their own skate decks. This is probably just a new actual like collaboration with a, a company. I guess so. Are you ready for some recording news? Yes. Ready for some recording news. Megadeth's albums, United Ambitions, Endgame, and 13 will be reissued on July 26th via BMG. Not Super Collider. Fuck Super Collider. That is a garbage album. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's garbage. <laughs> Flat out. <laughs> uh, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> that shit sucks. Oh, I fucking hate that record. Ah! <laughs> Slash has confirmed that Guns N' Roses will start work on new music in the fall. The guitarist had previously said that there was talk of Guns N' Roses putting new ideas together, but he was reluctant to say that fans could and could definitely expect to hear fresh material from the reunited group. But now he's like, yeah, whatever. Well, that's cool. Um, I mean, I hope it doesn't take ten years and then, and a Dr Pepper endorsement to uh, <laughs> to to get them to do it. Which I still have that that Dr Pepper coupon yeah. folded up inside my uh, in my CD case. Yeah. Well, here's a cool one though. David Ellison has announced more details for Sleeping Giants, which is a companion LP to his upcoming memoir, More Life with Death, which is out July 16th via Jawbone Press. In stores July 19th on Combat Records, Sleeping Giants will be a retrospective featuring several new tracks, plus a collection of demos and unreleased material from F5 and David's other projects. Remastered by Richard Easterling. 
featuring artwork and photos by Melody Myers, who's worked with Altitudes and Attitude, Mark Rizzo, and Escape the Fate. Sleeping Giants will also include a second bonus disc featuring a compilation of EMP and Combat Records artists, including Last Crack, Dead by Wednesday, Doyle, Mark Slaughter, Ron Keelban, Hatchet, Wrath, Mark Rizzo, and more. Produced by Elvis and his partner and More Life with Death co-author Tom Hazert, who also provides vocals for the new tracks, with additional production from icon guitarist John Aquilino at the Platinum Underground in Phoenix. Sleeping Giants will feature a multitude of guests, including legendary MC Daryl DMC McDaniels, who shares vocals with Hazert on the title track, Mark Tremonte, Eric A.K. Knutson of Flossum and Jetsum, Ken Mary, who's worked with Alice Cooper, Flotsam and Jetsam, Steve Connolly of Flotsam and Jetsam and F5, Ethan Brosh, Ron Bumblefoot Thal, Dave Sharp, and Opus Lawrence of Dead by Wednesday, uh, people from Memoriam, Dave McLean from Machine Head and Sacred Reich, Andy Martin, Martin, Janelle, Martin Jelly, <laughs> fuck, Martin Gelly, whatever. Altitude, from Altitudes and Attitude, and more. Plus a remix by Game of Thrones star Kristen Nairn, who played Hodor on the show, and unreleased songwriting demos featuring vocals by John Bush and David Glenn Isley of House of Lords. <sighs> Hammer Comes Down also comes a, also features a long-awaited fan reunion of Elveson and former Megadeth guitarist Chris Poland. Marking their first commercially released collaboration since Megadeth's iconic Peace Sells But Who's Buying album. That's Dave Ellison is a busy, busy man. Yes, he is. Alright. Ginger. Have entered the studio to record the follow-up to 2019's EP Micro. Tentatively due, tentatively due in the fall, the disc is being laid down at the Casca studio in Kiev with producer Max Morton, who previously worked with Ginger on Micro, as well as the acclaimed albums Cloud Factory and King of Everything. Well. Alright, everybody shut up! I have an erection. Opeth have announced their 13th album in Coda Venom. Venom. Due out in the fall via Motor Bola Get or Nuclear Blast Entertainment. Recorded last year at Stockholm's Park Studios, the album will be released in two versions in both Swedish and English languages. Various physical and digital formats will be available and additional details will be announced in the coming months. Are you getting both? You fucking know I am. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I'm not going to say a word of the Swedish one, but at least I got the English one as the translation. Okay. I'm just really interested to hear how it's how it sounds when he sings in Swedish. I don't think they've done that yet. Nah, on any recordings that I know of. Not that I'm aware of. So I, I'm thoroughly interested in this. Oh. All right, here we go. This is a copy and paste. Ready for this? Yeah, I, I saw the first part of this, and I was like, copy and paste. Yo, you better believe it. Here we go. Vertigo Records issued the debut album by Black Sabbath on Friday, February 13th, 1970, and the world was never the same. And the world was never the same. 
as you can tell by our 10-word reviews on youtube.com slash shredshack, the shredshack. Anyway, legendarily recorded in a single day in October 1969, the earth-moving self-titled set closed the book on hippie optimism with its dark magic and ushered in a brand new genre, setting the metal template for decades to come. Now, exactly 50 years to the date later, Zach Sabbath, the all-star Black Sabbath cover band featuring guitarist vocalist Zach Wilde, will celebrate the first chapter in the Sabbath catalog with a reverently rendered tribute simply titled Vertigo. Zach Sabbath's aim is to faithfully re-record the album in the spirit of the original recordings, live in a fully analog studio, direct to two-inch tape in a single 24-hour period. A film crew will document the process culminating in a single album and DVD release limited to just 500 copies and delivered to purchasers on February 13, 2020. Zack Sabbath's Vertigo will never be available commercially or digitally in any other format beyond these initial 500, which will be delivered in a single package containing a vinyl LP, CD, digital download code, and DVD. This isn't even a microphone. It's a stick with a marshmallow on it. <laughs> what the fuck? From, uh, from Aqua Teen. Oh. When, when, he, when Zach Wild was on. Oh. <laughs> Why I get drunk and work with you? It's a stick with a marshmallow. All right, last bit of recording news here. Alter Bridge has completed work on its sixth album for a tentative fall release. Right on. All I right. Like, I feel like the last one came out right when we started this. Really? I that longer? So. I think so. Oh. Are you ready for the good that men do? Yes. Disturbed continues its campaign to raise a mental health awareness and have teamed with iHeartRadio for a radio special about the stigma of addiction, depression, and PTSD. Disturbed have been making headlines for its awareness-raising efforts, which includes a recently released inspirational companion video for their number one rock radio hit, A Reason to Fight. The band has also invited fans to join the conversation and show others they're not alone in the fight via the You Are Not Alone initiative. They've also launched a Fighter of the Month campaign honoring those who have shown strength, character, and fight as nominated by their peers. The thing that drives me crazy is like you, you you hear about you know number one radio rock hit and everything. It's like I I never hear it. Right. Like, Which radio are you listening to? Yeah. Like what 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 radio station is playing? I was gonna say because ninety nine point five is still playing like. The sickness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of, I'm tired of hearing the fucking sickness. No, I'm not down with the sickness before you say it. I didn't say nothing. You were gonna say it. Be- you were getting ready to say it. You you were you were totally not down with the sickness, huh? You were you were getting ready to say it and I stopped. It stupefies me that you don't not down with the sickness. <laughs> I need things to throw at you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and drop plates on your ass. <laughs> uh, I hate you so much. Uh, Tons, motherfucker! 
Stop shouting at me. <laughs> you got lit all out, though, I guess. I don't know. No? You done? I hate you. I know. <laughs> Crowdfunding tracker? Sure. All right, we're going to update. Um, remember two weeks ago, I think it was, we talked about, I think it was obituary's bassist. His daughter passed away in a car accident, leaving her two children uh, pretty much as orphans, and they're now being raised by the bassist and his wife, so they're grandparents. And there was a GoFundMe um, set up to pretty much help out with the raising of two young two young boys. Um, I remember as we were recording it, the goal was the goal of $20,000 was met and raised to $30,000. And now the $30,000 goal has been met. They have raised $30,000, $30,045 as of today. Right on. Yes, sir. So that's cool. Yeah. Over it was actually... There's actually a lot of a lot going on with uh, with crowdfunding for for music right now. Is that right? Yeah, I I checked it out the other day, but I didn't write it down. But there's there's a good amount going on right now, which next time we'll cover. Very cool. All right, so you're ready for some concert news? Yes. We only have festival news. There's no new tours that are being announced at the moment. Okay. All right. So here we go. Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax will share the stage once again when they perform in the Santiago Gets Louder Festival on October 6th in Santiago, Chile. The three big four bands will be joined at the event by Chilean extreme metal pioneers Pentagram, not to be confused with the doom metal band from America. The concert at Estadio Bicentenario de la Florida... (laughs) is being billed as Slayer's final performance in frontman Tom Araya's native country of Chile. Oh, you slime. I didn't know that. I think I knew that. I think I knew that. Probably totally forgot about it. Had to be reminded, but I think I knew that. I did not. Alright, ready for a hashtag copy and paste here. Full Terror Assault Open Air Festival. The first true... European style open air festival full, festival for extreme music fans in the U.S. will take place September fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh, two thousand nineteen at Cave in Rock, Illinois' Hog Rock Campground. Okay, fans will experience two days of pre parties and activities, plus two more days of nonstop blistering sets from the best bands in underground extreme music of all kinds. This year's lineup will feature headlining metal legends Soulfly, thrash metal icons of violence in their only Midwestern appearance, Canadian death metal outfit Cataclysm, Swedish death metal Stalwarts, Grave, Thresh, uh, Thrash cr- Crossover Kings MOD, performing a special half MOD, half SOD set, and many more. We are now heading into heavy metal in the charts. Noteworthy points. Queen's popularity has had a major resurgence over the last year thanks to the phenomenal success of the band's biopic, Bohemian Rhapsody, which won four Oscars after becoming one of the top 100 highest grossing movies of all time. According to Billboard, on-demand streams of Queen's music more than tripled in the six months following Bohemian Rhapsody's release compared with the six months prior to its opening, going from 
588 million to 1.9 billion. Meanwhile, song sales jumped from 527,000 to 1.9 million units, and albums rose 483% from 184,000 to 1.1 million units. Billboard estimates that these sales resulted in nearly $18 million in revenue versus the $4.4 million that Queen's catalog had earned in the preceding six months. Damn. Yeah. Making that queen money. Making that queen money. Cat. Okay, that was weird. It's one of those, uh, those glass balls. Uh-huh. That you, like, you spin around. Oh, like the tiny stress balls yeah, type thing? Okay. Yeah, he's, he's got one. Oh. Well, are you ready? Top 200. Are you ready yeah, for this? I'm ready. All right. Well, number one is Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Okay. It's a new one. Number two is a new record, Father of Ashad by DJ Khalid, which is not to be confused with Khalid. He comes up later. Number three is When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go by Billie Eilish. Number four is Free Spirit by Khalid. And number five is a new album by The National, I Am Easy to Find. All right. Number nine. Self-titled album by Ramstein. Nice. Number nine. On the top 200, which is pretty sweet. Holy crap. Carly Rae Jepsen actually has, like, one other song. Yeah, she released another album or something. Yeah, she, it's a new one. But she's always just going to be the Call Me Maybe girl as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Anyway, Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack is at number 22, which is on the uptick from 105 last week. Wow. Damn. Wow, wow, wow. All right. A re-entry into the charts at number one, at number 51 is Queen's Greatest Hits. Nice. Yes, sir. A re-entry. Not on the charts last week. 51 this week. Really? That's that's strange. Right. Creedence Clearwater Revival is at number 82. That's their greatest hits. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers greatest hits. Number 90. The Game of Thrones Season 8 soundtrack is at number 95. No matter what you say about the show and that season, the soundtrack never disappoints. Some people got a lot to say about that season. The soundtrack never disappoints. All right. All-time greatest hits. Leonard Skinner, 119. Fleetwood Mac Rumors, 120. Yes, we are that low in the countdown already. Because it's all Back in Black, 137. The Dirt soundtrack, 138. Chili Peppers Greatest Hits, 143. Beatles 1, 144. The Very Best of the Beach Boys at 149. Abbey Road, The Beatles, 154. 
Metallica's Black Album 162, Five Finger Death Punch, A Decade of Destruction at 163. How is Chris Brown still on the charts? I will never know. And knock his ass out. Like literally. Yeah. Like literally. Mothership Led Zeppelin is a re-entry into the top 200 at 168. Never mind, Nirvana is at 175. The very best of Hall and Oates, 181. Really? Yeah. Really, we 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 sunk that low. Yeah. We sunk that low. Yes, we have. Okay. Yes, yes, we have. Thriller, 182. Okay. I heard that guy can dance. Shut up. Old just, joke. Just, Old joke. Just just keep rolling. Honk. Is the new uh, newest album by the Rolling Stones? Is 186. Really. Yeah, uh, that dropped quick. I even remember when it was higher than that. I don't remember when it was higher than it that. was. It was right behind Starbomb at first. Oh, oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, uh, the Rolling Stone Hot Rocks is at one ninety eight, and there's the, that. Yeah, that does it. Okay. That was that was depressing. All right, you ready to be hurt even more? Um, we'll see. All right, well, number twenty five. In the Billboard Hard Rock albums is a re-entry from System of Down, Toxicity. Number 24 is Trauma by I Prevail. Number 23 is a re-entry from The Fires, Greta Van Fleet. Number 22, Experience Hendrix, The Best of Jimi Hendrix by Jimi Hendrix. 21, Zeppelin 4. 20, Linkin Park, Meteora. Number 19, All the Right Reasons by Nickelback. Number 18, Best of Volume 1, Van Halen. 17 is Aerosmith's Greatest Hits. 16, The Greatest Hits by Three Doors Down. 15, The Story So Far, The Best of Def Leppard. Number 14, Greatest Hits by Foo Fighters. 13, Hyperthereal, Lincoln Park. Number 12, Greatest Hits 1, 2, and 3, The Platinum Collection, Queen. Number 11, Greatest Hits, The Ultimate Collection, Bon Jovi. Number 10, Mothership, Led Zeppelin. Number 9, Addicted of Destruction, Five Figure Death Punch. 8, The Black Album. 7, The Dirt Soundtrack. Number 6, Back in Black. Mr. Black. Number 5, Greatest Hits, Guns N' Roses. Number 4, Space Between by Sammy Hagar in the Circle. I guess that's new. It was new last week. It was at number 1 last week. Huh? It is at number 4 this week. Number three is The Greatest Hits by Queen. Number two is Bohemian's, the Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. And number one, no surprise here, is self-titled Ramstein. Nice. Ramstein. I'm just going to take a look here while I got it and see if there's any other charts we can look at. Because why not? Any sort of interesting charts? Uh, let's just go for, because break it down to genre here. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to go with rock, obviously. See what kind of... We got hard rock albums. We got mainstream rock songs. Alternative rock songs. Alternative albums. Alternative songs. Top rock albums. It might be interesting to see what they consider consider rock. What's additional genres? Classical, comedy, kids, jazz, smooth jazz, new it, nope. All right, so let us take a look 
at rock albums and let us take a look at plain old rock albums and this one has a list of how many 50 oh so we're not good enough we get 25 but some of these are repeats oh. like number 50 is the greatest hits by Foo Fighters oh. but then you have 49 is the greatest by Blink-182 yeah you can get the fuck out of here with 48 that. is the Steve Miller Band Number 47 is Hosier. Greatest is by Fleetwood Mac is 46. Panic at the Disco. Lana Del Rey. These are all rock records, apparently. Lana Del Rey is a rock artist, apparently. Simon and Garfunkel. A rock artist. Rock artist. But then you have Hyper Theory. Above that is Sublime. Uh... And then you have Weezer. Hosier. And then you have Queen's Greatest Hits. You have Rolling Stones, you have Bon Jovi, more Rolling Stones, Nirvana, more Led Zeppelin. And again, these are repeats. And now here we go. A Decade of Destruction, Five Finger Death Punch, Metallica, Black Album, Abbey Road, One, uh, The Beatles. You also mix in here is 21 Pilots, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Eagles, Bob Seger. Imagine Dragons. More Imagine Dragons. Sammy Hagar in the Circle. Korean Clearwater Revival. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Billy Joel. More Imagine Dragons. More Queen. Journey. Elton John. And then, of course, the top three are all new albums. Uh, one, the third, uh, number three being Living Mirage by a band called The Head and the Heart. Number two, the self-titled record by Ramstein, and number one, I am easy to find the national. This is the rock albums, and mildly disappointing to say the least. Yeah, considering it covers kind of the same stuff. A lot of the same stuff. Yeah, a lot of the same stuff. Artist one hundred. This is, I guess, the top artists. Well, this is from last week. Wow. Yeah, this is not, this isn't, yeah. Queen is at number 11. Well, we can go through some of that. Eventually, uh, yeah. Another time. Grateful Dead. <laughs> I don't think we have a discussion for this week. No, we haven't had a discussion in a while. We might need yeah, to come up with one soon. Amon Amarth is at number 54 on the Artist 100. Woot. Woot, woot. So I think we're going to call it there because Warrior needs food badly. And a nap. Yeah, that too. And a significant nap. So until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And this is Chris Mack. And we are the Slime. Oh, I'm fucking exhausted. Another short one. <laughs>